Kia ora, you're listening to Speak Out Radio on 106.1 FM. I'm your host for today, Compass, and today we're here with the lovely... Alex Anderson. Kia ora, listeners. Yeah, and your pronouns are? He, him, thanks. Yeah, and I use they, them pronouns. So um, you work for Ending HIV, so can you tell us a little bit about what Ending HIV is and what it does? Cool, yeah. So um, as you said, I work for uh, the New Zealand AIDS Foundation, which is um, runs the campaign Ending HIV. Um, so I'm the health service manager here in, in Wellington at the Athena Centre. And ending HIV really is about celebrating the fact that there are multiple tools now in our HIV, HIV prevention toolbox. It encourages sort of staying safe during sex with condoms as well as, you know, daily HIV prevention pill prep. It encourages regular testing. Prep. Yeah, yeah preps are so <laughs> cool. It's a really interesting like thing that we've got in our toolbox now. It encourages like regular testing as well for HIV mm. and other STIs. It also promotes early treatment for those diagnosed with HIV and, you know, which we know leads to better long-term care and better health outcomes. And lastly, for those that are able to maintain an undetectable viral load, it means that uh, it eliminates the risk of further transmission. So really what we're talking about is working together um, so that we can end new HIV transmissions here in Aotearoa, New Zealand. Yeah. It's a long spiel, but there's <laughs> lots to it. It was lovely, yeah. Um, so uh, we're all sort of familiar with the term HIV, but can you give us like a little description of what HIV actually is? Yeah, thanks so much for this opportunity because I think this is maybe one area that there's lots of misinformation or maybe not a lot of education around. So to put it really clearly, HIV um, stands for a Human Immunodeficiency Virus. So that's where we get the H, the I, and the V. And it, um, what this does, this virus um, attacks a person's immune system by getting into the blood system, and this uh, works to kill the healthy immune cells. So, and this is usually passed from person to person um, through bodily fluids, and primarily that's found in semen or in blood. And so, what happens is um, HIV gets into the body, um, and it's part of these this virus called retroviruses, um, and they work by invading the cells in the body that would usually um, respond to illness mm. or unhealth. And so these these cells, it gets into our cells, reproducing, reproducing, and it just effectively, if left untreated, um, weakens the immune system. Yeah. So that's what HIV is. AIDS is another thing altogether, and unfortunately, these things always get sort of lumped in together. Yeah. But AIDS is something different. AIDS stands for Acquired Immunodeficiency Syndrome. Um, and today, what's really clear is that most people who have HIV will not necessarily get AIDS. Oh, yeah. In fact, they'll live really healthy, normal lives. AIDS is where um, the the virus has weakened the person's immune system to a level where um, normal viruses or illness uh, that the body would be able to protect against is no longer able to. Yeah. Yeah. So however, just one little more disclaimer. If a person's diagnosed with AIDS, it doesn't mean that through the correct medication treatment, they won't be able to get back into that sort of HIV um, status. Yeah. So yeah, that's... Okay. Yeah, and I, I heard a stat uh, a while ago that a lot of people that... Um, this would have been like way earlier before we had all of these, um, you know, preventions and stuff, that a lot of people with HIV didn't die because of HIV, but because of other viruses that they couldn't protect their body couldn't protect themselves from exactly yeah. yeah so when you when your body moves um when the virus becomes prolific and it's sort of pulled down the your body's natural ability to to respond the immune system's um, ability to respond you start getting these opportunistic 
uh, infections, which mm. are things your body would usually new, normally just be able to treat and deal with, and off you'd go, you'd be t- you know, yeah. perfectly okay. So yeah, you're really right. That's what, what does happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, okay, so... Gold star compass yeah. for your life. <laughs> Knowledge there, I'm loving that. Yeah, I, I've done my research. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so... I guess we all know about like what happened over in America during the 80s, but why is it relevant here in Aotearoa? Awesome. That's a really awesome question, and I really love it. Yeah. Because I think for lots of people, they think that HIV was something that was maybe in the 80s, early 90s, and you know, or AIDS was something you know banished to that period. But actually, I, if you're calling, I'm going to share some stats with you. They're a little stat heavy, Ooh. but oh, for those out I there. I love <laughs> stats. Yeah. Um, so a total of 178 people were diagnosed with HIV in New Zealand in 2018. Wow. wow. Yeah. But the cool thing is we have seen a drop. So that's a 29% decrease on um, the highest rates we've ever had, which were in 2016. Wow. So not that long yeah. ago, we had the highest rates, which is a real concern. You know, we're like, mm. what's going on? What's happening that we're in this situation. Of the people diagnosed in 2018, 156 were reported as men, 19 as women, and three as transgender. So we see that the burden of the disease tends to um, be sitting with a a small portion of of the population. And that's what we call MSN, or men who have sex with men. So another little stat, um, 111 of the men who have sex with men only 60 of these um, that were diagnosed were infected in New Zealand. Yeah. And, like, I mean, HIV is sort of seen as a... Um, I know, like, during the 80s, it was, like, called a gay cancer and that sort of thing. Um, but, like, HIV can be transferred from um, men to women, from uh, women to women as well. Yeah. Or, or females to females, sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but do you have any theories on why it, like, affected... A gay and by men the most. Yeah, there's yeah. more than theories. Oh. There's amazing um, research. And what it really comes down to is um, sexual practice. So we know for a fact that differing sexual uh, acts have a higher risk of um, contracting HIV. So to give you an example, the most um, risky sexual act a person can do is receptive anal sex without a condom. So you are 2,000 times more likely to wow. contract HIV um, by having unprotected anal sex. Where something like insertive oral sex is only one, one out of, wow. you know. So it's, okay. you know, so yeah. you're looking at, so you need to look at sort of um, risk. So, so yeah, most, most risky sexual behavior, insertive anal sex, uh, without a condom, the next most risky is insertive anal sex without a condom. Then it goes down to um, like really low numbers when you look at uh, insertive vaginal sex or receptive vaginal sex, 58 mm. or 116 times. And that's just the way the, the anus is, um, the, the walls of the anus, it's designed to suck out the moisture of, of poop as it's going through the body. <laughs> and that sucking nature... <laughs> sucks the the virus or the semen in this case or whatever the whatever's the body fluid um, into the body straight into the blood system so that's it's to do with the the area that the person's maybe having sex in. that's really interesting yeah i didn't know that (laughs) i hope i've explained that well enough yeah yeah totally um and also i'm sure a, a part of that as well is that we're not really taught about um you know uh 
gay sex, it's like you need to use condoms and that sort of thing. There just isn't that education out there as well. Yeah, yeah. you've compassed it so true. I think when we look at sexuality education, sexuality or he- sexual health promotion and well-being, you know, there's lots of shame. There's mm. lots of fuckama. There's lots of um, that it's taboo. People feel really awkward to have these conversations in a whanau or with friends even. You know, even people they really trust and love, it can be really challenging. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, how are we to know this stuff if we don't talk about it? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so is it okay if I ask you why you wanted to get involved in um, this organization? Absolutely. And, yeah. um, I've been working in sexual health and well-being promotion for about the last six years. I was based wow. in Auckland yeah. working at Auckland Sexual Health Service. And I guess... A big part of my journey to work in this area was that um, when I was very young, one of my best friends was diagnosed with HIV, and it really rocked my world, if I'm honest. I was like, wow, I was young, this other person was young, and I was a bit like, how did we end up here? Like, what's what's mm. this? And this was at a time when maybe HIV was way more... Um, stigmatised? Yeah, stigmatised, yeah. and also uh, the potential to impact people's health was mm. probably a, a lot more prevalent. And I just really saw that this person struggled with the reality of that. And I just thought, man, if I can be part of something that can help people feel way more comfortable. Um, and we're just so lucky we're in a time now where HIV medication is amazing. We've also got, you know, PrEP, which people can take to help keep themselves safe and not contract HIV. We've got people who are taking HIV medication um, who are undetectable. So that means that they cannot transmit HIV onto their sexual partners. Like these are huge leaps that I never even thought I might see in my life. Yeah. So yeah, I guess I just wanted to be part of a of a community response. Um, yeah, I'm queer myself. I'm a gay male. So uh, yeah, this felt really connected yeah. to me. Yeah. Um, I guess talking about prevention, um, could you like give us a breakdown of what some preventative measures are and what sort of um, ending HIV um, helps with and promotes. Awesome. So that's really, really cool. So the ending HIV is kind of encapsulates all of the ways that people can help keep themselves really safe in regards to HIV prevention. So the first part is stay safe. So that's about, um, for those that really for those that can and want to, using condoms when they have sex, because obviously condoms are great for HIV, but they also protect you against um, other STIs. And to tell you the truth, it's no secret New Zealand's really rubbish with our STI <laughs> rates. We've got the highest like chlamydia rates in the developed world. What? I heard we've got the second highest um, gonorrhea rates in the developed world. And we're in the middle of a syphilis outbreak at the moment, a national syphilis what? outbreak. <laughs> what? Mm, yeah. I thought syphilis was like, you know, something you got in the 1600s. Like, wow, that's insane. Yeah, like to give you a little example of what we're talking about, last year in in the Wellington region, they had 61 cases of syphilis for the full year. So that might not sound that much, but go back four years, I'd be having four of them a year. Wow, Um, yeah. This year, at the end of May, we already had 55 cases. What? Yeah, and this this is happening across New Zealand. So syphilis is something that's really... So the first thing you can do, obviously, is wear condoms, and that will protect you against HIV and also lots of other STIs that are out there. Mm. Um, Also, those that are taking, um, who want to and can access PrEP. Yeah, tell us a bit about PrEP. Yeah, Yeah. cool. So PrEP is um, pre-exposure prophylaxis, um, and it's an HIV prevention method um, for people who do not have HIV. And so it's a tablet they would take every day. 
and it's clinically proven to be highly effective at preventing HIV. And this has been based on huge amounts of scientific studies out there. So you can be really confident that if you take this medication daily, um, as we recommend, you'll be given the, the best possible chance for it to be working at its maximum efficiency. Oh, awesome. Mm. But also PrEP is not a, like, you know, an out for using condoms. Like it doesn't protect against all STIs. Correct. So yeah. PrEP is purely just for HIV. Yeah. So um, you're bang on there. Yep. Yeah. That's why for some people, and we'd, we'd encourage those that are keen to, to maybe for those that want to take PrEP, also look where they could use condoms to help keep themselves super safe. Mm. Yeah, and keep their partner super safe as well. Yeah, totally, totally. Especially if you have more than one partner as well. It's really important to have that open communication, um, especially if you're having unprotected sex with like one or multiple of your partners. Yeah, And that's a reality actually for the, you know, let's be honest, for gay, bisexual or men who have sex with men, this is actually a reality of, mm. of our lives, of our our community. So, yeah, let's, I love that you acknowledge that and just, yeah. yeah. You do you, but be safe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so then the other part of ending HIV is test often. And so we're really encouraging people to test often for, for HIV and other STIs. And you need to do that in direct correlation with your risk. So if you're having, as you've mentioned, um, lots of partners, we'd encourage you, uh, so if you're a man who has sex with men and you're having lots of partners regularly, we'd encourage you to get tested as much as three times, uh, sorry, every three months. Um, <laughs> it's like three times every day. It's part of your daily routine. <laughs> so it'd be like totally every three months if you're having lots of sexual partners and engaging in risky sexual behaviour totally come along and get tested go to your sexual health clinic get tested um for those um that maybe feel that's a little too much every six months would definitely be a really good fall too and the cool thing is you can go on our website and it'll tell you which is ending hiv tell you the risk your risk profile based on the information you add in and it will spit out what they recommend as the preferred testing and then the last um is getting treated early so that's those people that are diagnosed with hiv to get um access to the proper medication as soon as they can to get onto that medication and take it so as quickly as they can so that they can mm. get an undetectable viral load as soon as they can and their likelihood then to pass on HIV is nil. Yeah. 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 So that's kind of ending HIV across all of its yeah. realms. Oh, that's awesome. Um, do you have any, um, like, where would you suggest people go to get tested? Yeah, yeah. that's really cool question too. You're hitting me yeah, with yeah. the good yeah. questions. <laughs> Um, so if you are a person who lives in one of the cities where our centres, our health centres are based, that's Auckland, Wellington or Christchurch, you can go online to um, Ending HIV website and you can actually, there's a little triage form and that will allow you to book online straight there and then into our clinic. Um, and we've got all sorts of clinics available. Um, so we've got some late nights, we've even got Saturday in a few of the, t- in the cities. Um, and the cool thing about our tests is it's point of care tests. So that means that someone can rock up, they'll meet a peer tester, so someone who's in their shoes in regards to a peer, which I think is so mm. important. They yeah, use the totally. same language you understand. They, um, Yeah, the, you, you're working with a buddy. Yeah. Also, of. it's like really vulnerable to be in that space as well. So, so true. Yeah. And then they can deliver a point of care test, which means that um, the tests that we offer are done with a pinprick on your finger. Mm. And they take a really small amount of blood and they will put that in, into a cassette with some solution. And then within a really short space of time, they'll be able to figure out um, your yeah. diagnosis and work with you around that. Yeah. And they'll also be able to offer you some um, chlamydia and gonorrhea self-swabbing, uh, which is really cool as well. Awesome. Um, and we can also test for um, 
syphilis as well. Oh, okay, awesome. So that's yeah. one way that people can get tested if you're in Auckland, Wellington, Christchurch. Or if you're outside of those centres, you can go onto our website, endinghiv.org.nz. <laughs> um, and there's a little bit there about getting a test delivered to your home. Oh, okay. So no matter where you are, you can get tested. So if you're a man who yeah. has sex with men, um, that's a completely free test. And this, this was what's amazing. This is a test you do by yourself at home and you rub it along your gums. Oh, okay. So no blood. So is it's not invasive this. at all? Nope. So you yeah. rub it along your gums and what you're trying to do is get the cells that are on, on naturally on our gum linings. Um, and then you dip this little test. It's like almost like a pregnancy test and what it looks like. And you mm. dip it into a solution and then 20 minutes later, um, you can, you'll have a diagnosis. But the cool thing about that test is no matter where you are at that process, even before you get the test, after the test, um, we've got support services either from a peer tester or even our um, counselling staff if you need some some more support around that. Yeah. Oh, awesome. You really, y'all have got it together. You know what you're doing. It's really important that we make testing as accessible and as acceptable to people as possible. Mm. There's some other great shout-outs I'd like to give. So um, We love shout-outs. Yeah, Yeah, go for it. So if you've got a regional sexual health clinic near you, they are amazing. And most large centres will have one of those. They're completely free. These are specialists. These are the people who are slick. They know the know, (laughs) and they'll be absolutely able to help you with um, all of your needs in regards to sexual health and well-being. Your GP would be another place, or family planning. Mm. So there's loads and loads of options out there for people to get to get tested yeah. oh there is no excuse there is no excuse yeah. get tested and if you're yeah. a uni student check out your like medical center oh, as part yeah. of your tertiary usually they're free or for a really small fee once again usually do an amazing job with sexual health um yeah. so really totally oh, encourage people to get awesome. tested yeah um so it's like going off that um i know you've got a couple of campaigns happening at the moment um and do you want to tell us a bit about the campaigns you've got running now, what's coming up, um, and events as well? Because I know you put on a lot of events, and I I always see them. I'm like, oh, another one? Another one? Yeah, it's very exciting. <laughs> another one? Another one? Another one? Yeah. Cool, thanks. Um, so, yeah, we've got a really exciting um, campaign that's just kicked off recently. Um, and it's this one's called um, The Rules of a Fuck Buddy. So... Um, that might, yeah, yeah that, that might have caught some people off guard there. Yeah, I've I've been seeing those posters around Wellington everywhere, and I'm like, yes. oh. I'm like they, they put these up, and I love it. Yeah, it's, we're really excited by this campaign because it's based off um, re- research that we did, asking and so we do surveys with our community regularly, and there's some really interesting findings that came out that we wanted to address. So the New Zealand AIDS um, evaluation studies found that. Of the MSM who said their main sexual partner was a, a fuck buddy. Ooh. Sorry, listeners, if I yeah. keep yeah. <laughs> freaking you out there. Yeah. Um, the, and that was around 30% of people. So that's actually a really large amount. The top reason for not using condoms was I trust my partner about their status. Mm. And I think that's really interesting because I think some, stu- some stuff sits behind that. So one I think is that people are not understanding their level of risk associated with their actions and therefore because they don't understand the risk they're not able to modify or audit their behavior accordingly i think also um we know that um regular condom sex uh with casual sexual partners is decreasing we we know that um and we know that there's also not been enough of a prep uptake to sort of fully be effective at a population level yeah. Do you think that's because people don't know about prep or because it's intimidating or i think there's lots of that and Lots of reasons why, and I'm going to 
I'm going to put that on pause because yeah, I think yeah. we can we can we can come back to that because yeah. it's a really good question. But I think the other thing about this 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 area where we've got our, you know casual sexual partners or fuck buddies or whatever terms friends with benefits or whatever you want to use is that we really must acknowledge that for some people and particularly um, you know some men who have sex with men there's a real struggle to navigate conversations around their preferred prevention method. Mm. It can be really hard to say someone that. Maybe, you know, if you're a bit younger or you're a bit timid or you're not quite sure or, um, hey, no, I, I want to use this as my preferred HIV prevention tool. Yeah. You know, and I think acknowledging that these are really difficult conversations. Yeah, and I, I feel like a lot of the time it can feel kind of like accusing to be like, we're going to use condoms because like, who knows what you've got. But yeah. like, that's sort of like a really important conversation that you have to have. And I feel like there's a lot of stigma around that and it's sort of... It can feel blamey, but at yeah. the end of the day, you're just keeping yourself safe. And Absolutely. Yeah. And really, it's not about the other person. It's actually about you. And I think this is where a lot of our campaigns are going now. It's about trying to empower people to own or or want to really take on their preferred HIV mm. method, um, prevention method, and be really confident and capable and articulate around that and to, and to be proud of that. You're looking after you and you're looking after those you love. So the cool thing about this campaign is we've got some of these. You'll hopefully you'll see our posters and some other bits of um, collateral out there in the community, bus shelters and whatnot. But we're um, and it's all about what are the rules of of these casual um, hookups with our you know friends with benefits or fuck buddies. So and then so this is the first phase, and then the second phase we're asking the community to to respond and tell us what their rules are. Mm. And the second phase is we're going to release those community responses as the second phase of this campaign. So it's a campaign that is absolutely um, informed by our community for our community. So yeah. hopefully there'll be, you know, people will really, really resonate with them. Yeah. And I've seen some that's like, uh, you bring the condoms, I bring the lube, that sort of thing of yeah. like really empowering people to like set rules um, with them, with themselves and with other people. And, um like setting boundaries as well. I think it's super important and being able to have those conversations as well. It really opens up that, um, you know, that communication barrier. Yeah, yeah, it's all about being able to vocalize our needs and mm. our wants and our desires and have that to be respected and heard and valued. Yeah. So, yeah, it's quite fun. It's lots of look out for them. And you can also go... Um, online that's got an amazing visual component online so if you typed in rules of a fuck buddy you'd totally find our um the we page that's created for that and all of the awesome branding the other thing that's amazing that i do want to give a massive shout out all the models um and the imagery mm. are local lgbtqi plus local? Oh, um awesome. members of the community so really want to shout out to this is once again by the community, for the community. Yeah. So, yeah. Thanks, yeah. thanks, peeps, for yeah. wanting to be I part think, of it. Yeah, I think that's what I love so much about um, this organisation is that it really is, like, by people that actually genuinely care and want to keep people safe. And, like, for a lot of people, it's their experience or they're bringing, you know, their own personal experience into it. And it feels very, like, it feels very genuine and very personal. And I just enjoy seeing everything that you put on because I'm like, oh, they're just like having, they're having fun and they're looking out for people and yeah. And I guess this is another awesome, like thank you to our volunteers. We have some amazing volunteers who engage with us in all sorts of ways that add real value to um, and help us deliver what we do in real meaningful ways. So just massive thank, thank you to all of our volunteers. Yeah. Um, so... 
Uh, I know that you do like loads of stalls out like basically every uni event. Um, I actually, I was, I did a stall for Inside Out and we were sitting right across from Ending HIV and I was like, oh, it's my friends. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, are there any other events that are yeah. happening or going on or any cool. um, future campaigns? Yep. Or- that you can give us the exclusive on so yeah we do really try to get out into the community because we know that if we're truly trying to to get to where we're wanting which is ending hiv all new hiv transmissions by 2025 this needs to be a community held and owned response um so yeah we'll totally go anywhere where the people (laughs) are and they want us you know and the cool thing about the events that we offer um we can offer a really range of um ways of working with your community um, based on their need. And so like a really good example would be um, Big Gay Out, so up in Auckland. So, you know, this is where... You know, we want to get out to our communities. We want to be part of creating spaces for them. You know, Big Gay Out, out in the park down here in Wellington. Mm. Um, This is our chance as as an organisation to connect with our communities, share some of those really basic health promotion messages so that they can know what to do to look after themselves and those they love, but also provide testing um, and link people maybe even to our therapeutic support or um, sort of counselling-based services. I actually, I've I've never heard of your your counselling or therapeutic services. I think that's like... So I'm kind of interested in that, if you're able to explain yeah, that a little bit cool. more. Or perhaps how people can access yep. it as well. So um, one of the easiest ways to access this is going onto our website. Don't worry, I'll link the website <laughs> yeah. in the, the, the notes, the yeah. show notes. Our websites, there's two of them. It's newzealandaidsfoundation.org.nz and then endinghiv.org.nz. Both of them are really awesome websites and give people way more information than I could do justice to. So I'd really encourage people to go rock along. But on there is um, both of those websites will have links about um, the support that we offer people and what that looks like and who those people might be. So really the way I try and describe it to people is if um, we we can help support people um, either directly impacted or affected by HIV, their whanau, their loved ones, or people really at high risk of um, contracting HIV and then we can work with them in a, um, to figure out what you know they need to do to get to a really great space yeah um, so it tends to be quite short um, sessions in regards to maybe sort of six to twelve sessions because people mm. are really um, usually motivated by the t- time they come to us to to work with some stuff yeah and we have an amazing team throughout um, our so actually out Aotearoa. So you don't have to be in one of our main centres to access one of our counsellors. We have contract counsellors throughout some of the provincial areas and oh, on awesome. that website it'll tell you that as well. We can also use Zoom and Skype um, yeah. if someone's in a more rural area and they just can't get to um, one of the face-on-face yeah. clinics. So, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So do you mind if I like ask, like, why do you think it's so important that there's counselling and therapy that goes along with this? Yeah. Like, Do you think it's because there's this massive... like? There is a massive stigma around HIV and um, STIs in general. Like, do you think it's because there's like that sort of internalized, like, I've got this, therefore I'm like a gross human, which is like absolutely not true. But do you know, mm. do you think you that's would, part of it? Have you read my notes? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, stigma. I'm just super onto it. <laughs> yeah, I'm a genius. <laughs> Seriously, um, stigma is nuts in New Zealand. We know, we know the health impacts of stigma. Mm. Like you, you can, there's research to, to, to back up the impacts of stigma on individuals, their well-being, both in the short term and long term. 
in 2018, um, Comma did a survey of a thousand New Zealanders around their attitudes and perceptions around HIV. So this is a really good snapshot of what's what's out there. You know, what are the current thoughts? 38% of New Zealanders um, were uncomfortable having a flatmate with it living with HIV. 42% um, of people uh, were not comfortable having someone cook food for them who are HIV positive. Wow. Yeah. 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 So like whack stats. So we really need yeah. to do some stuff in this space to help. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, we've run to the end of our time. We've like just been on a roll. Um, I think there's so much more to unpack here, though. So I'd like to carry on our conversation for a little longer. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Um, so if you're listening to this live, um, you know, this is the end. Sorry. Goodbye. Um, but you can listen to the entire our entire conversation on our podcast, which you can access um, through insideout.org.nz forward slash speak out. Um, so you can listen to the rest of this there. Um, thank you very much. You've been listening to Speak Out Radio on 106.1 FM. So for all the, the loyal listeners that actually went to our website. Hello. Welcome back. Um Shall we just like continue right from where you were reading through some stats and um, about, about the stigma? stigma. Yeah. yeah. So one of those other stats I thought was really interesting is that 46% of people that were in that um, inter- uh, questionnaire um, didn't want their children playing with another HIV positive child. Like, wow. The, this shows yeah. you. Actually, that's a good point. Yeah. It's like not a, a lot of people think this is just like for adults, but like people can be born with um HIV and AIDS, like it is, um, can be uh, transmitted uh, vertically and that sort of thing. Like, yeah. We, and this is one of the the blessings of being in New Zealand and in modern technology, that we have not had a child born with HIV um, for like years and years and years. I want to say 12 years. Yeah. But I could could be slightly wrong, but it's years and years. It's amazing. And that's because of the amazing medical care that's available to HIV positive parents or um, people who are going to give birth. And um, yeah, they... They do what they need to do. But yeah, we're, we're really lucky that that's a, um, a reality here in New Zealand. I guess what those stats talk to me about is that we've still got loads more to do in regards to raising people's general awareness and knowledge around HIV today. Yeah. These are really outdated um, ideas based on something that was in the 80s, yeah. early 90s. You know, HIV is not what it was yeah. back in those times. And, you know, people who live HIV and take medication live really healthy normal lives just like you and I and yeah you know they, they cannot transmit HIV yeah uh, in any of those ways and they can't and if they've got an undetectable viral load they can't even transmit it during sex so mm. yeah it's yeah. really really important yeah. I think we've got so much to do in that stigma space and I just people just don't know what you don't know mm. and yeah. I think unfortunately there's always that stuff where people bad myths always keep getting perpetuated yeah we kind of need to be yeah we all need to be the um, the block in between that. So yeah. any of your listeners out there, if you want to take this opportunity to <laughs> upskill on your own HIV knowledge yeah. and share it with those you love and care about, go do it. Mm. Yeah, I think like, I, I think there are some like really famous quotes, I think about like, you can't contract HIV by hugging someone. Like yeah, sometimes absolutely. someone just needs to like hold your hand to get through yeah. it. And it's like, I think it's like a general misunderstanding of how HIV works, how it's transmitted. Like you can't contract it by hugging someone, by holding their hand, by cooking them food. Like it just doesn't work that way. But because like the way we think about a disease, I suppose, is that like 
you know, if you're in the same space as them, you'll get sick, mm. which is like like measles. There's a measles outbreak. <laughs> Go to your local GP and get vaccinated. But yeah, but with HIV, that doesn't that's not the case. No. No, yeah. there's way more things you need to be worried about HIV. Yeah. Take the precautions you need to. So we we feel really confident. We encourage people to wear condoms. That's a really great way to mm. look after yourself and look after your partner. Um, get tested regularly. Look, I'm selling like a promo. Yeah, yeah. You know, so you know your yeah. status. You know where you're at. You know, um, you know about that. And have the conversations with your partners so that yeah. you understand what what is each other's HIV prevention tool, and how do you make that work for the both of you really well. Yeah. So that you can have fun. Yeah. You know, it's, and you don't have to worry. You don't, it's like, exactly. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so um, I the guess the thing I forgot to tell you about that oh, I yeah, thought might be it. really interesting for your listeners, and it's a little like keep an eye out. Um, so last year we did a trial of um these condom toolboxes. Actually, I have to say, um, you sent one of them to us at Inside Out, and I was one of the person uh, people that was there, so I reviewed one of them. And I was Ooh. Like, Ooh. Yeah. So we're going to do like a take two of it. So it's going to be a more jazzed up model. And yeah, listening. I think that's the one I reviewed. Ah, it was very jazzy. Yeah. yeah. And um, what did my the amazing people in the marketing said? What I can tell you is that it's bigger, better, sexier <laughs> than ever. And yes, there will be an interactive element. Mm. So keep an eye out for that. Yeah. We're hoping to have way more than we did in last year's because they were just snaffled up. People really loved them and yeah. the, the feedback was really awesome. So the great thing about this is a huge variety of condoms, a huge variety of lube. Yeah. And that's based on the research that shows that if people um, use condoms, particularly uh, the, f- the first time they have anal sex, they'll be way more likely to continue using them. But also the research shows that if you find a condom that really works for you, because to be honest, and I'm sure your listeners know this, not every penis looks the same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. it's about finding a, finding a condom that works for you. Um, that fits you well, that fit, makes you feel confident, um, and then, yeah and, yeah, and using that as best as you can. Yeah, And it's also important to state that this isn't just for um, cis men that have yeah. uh, sex with men. This is for um, anybody with a penis, no matter how you identify. Absolutely. It's, you know, it's open to you. Um, and you can even put, yeah. like, I'd totally be recommending condoms on sex toys as well. Yeah. 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 So. Just keep everything safe, really. Every, that's it. Yeah. Maybe yeah. It can be our new <laughs> Keep everything safe. Keep everything safe. Yes. Yeah. As sex toys. Yeah. Especially if you're sharing sex toys or anything Absolutely. like that. Um, yeah. And I have to say, when I reviewed them, I was very excited to see that there was some Keith Haring artwork in there. Um, Keith Haring's an awesome um, artist who all of you will recognize if you... Uh, see his artwork and I recommend you go check out all that yeah um so do you have any other other things that you want to talk about yeah Yeah. there's just maybe some other things we often get a lot of people who want to volunteer for our organization yes and I think this is my my understanding um of the amazing LGBTIQ plus community is that particularly young people are super connected and they mm. want to support. Yeah. They want to give their time. They want to give their energy. Um, they they want to get behind things that matter to them. And we are so lucky that we get th- yeah. these people coming to us. Yeah. 
and there it's a massive broad and wide spectrum of our fabulous country and um so there are some real ways that people can meaningfully contribute. So one is that we have um, condom packing in all of our major centres. So this is where a whole bunch of people get together regularly. Um, and for those that haven't seen them, we have these little condom wallets that are available. So in the condom wallet is one condom and a sachet of lube. And it's all wrapped up and inside there's some basic information. Yeah, yeah I see them all the time at Pride and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. so people can They're rock cute. along to one of our centres and help us physically pack those. Yeah. Because we give out hundreds of thousands of those every single year. So that would be one key way and you could um, get onto our website and find out where where that's happening. And if not, if you've got any information, ring one of our local um, health centres to find out when that happens. Um, the other thing is when we do have some of these community events, so be that like a, a Pride event or mm. at other key community events, we often need people to help support make those work and yeah, if anybody's ever keen to do that, um, get in contact with one of our centres. Yeah. Um, and like another example would be World AIDS Day. So we have Red yeah, Friday. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a 10th of December. Yeah, I'm, te- I'm terrible with dates. Yeah. I'm a bit yeah. dyslexic, yeah. so you'll have to forgive me. Um, it could even be the 1st of December. Um, but Sometime in December. Yeah, yeah. Just watch yeah. out for it. But the yeah. cool thing about this um, is we're now promoting this one called Red Friday. So what it is is to try and make it more of a community response, getting people to host or hold a mm. red-inspired things, so be that a morning tea, lunch, afternoon tea, dinner, um, around uh, raising HIV awareness and potentially raising some funds for that. So, oh, that's awesome. Um, what, keep your eye out for that. It's yeah. a cool way to get our community involved yeah. and respond to it. Locally. I do want to just ask really quickly, yeah. um, because this is talk, like about things that are sort of like sort of inherently talking about sex and that sort of thing, is there an age limit to when you are allowed to volunteer? Is that or really good question. Yeah. So um, at our uh, big gay out, we often have um, really awesome young people. Uh, I think it's from 16 and above, and that's mm. just a little bit of a safety thing. But yeah. if you've got a whole, if to any young people out there, if you, I know we've got some amazing, fabulous um, QSA groups out there. Oh, yes, love who them. Who I think in Christchurch pack some of our um, condom wallets for us. So if that yeah. was something that you wanted to, you could always um, reach out and see if that's a way um, but yeah, there's, yeah, don't think that words are no. We can always try and figure out how we can connect you in. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. And then yeah. the other thing I wanted to say is often some people, um, if they can't physically help us, want to maybe um, donate some money and stuff. Yes. And I guess it's yeah. like, so you give money, but what what actually happens to that? Where does it actually go to? And I just wanted to read out some of the things that m- the money might go to if someone was wanting to contribute yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. Because we have some cool ways that you can do it. You can do just a one-off payment or you can become a, a person who regularly um, donates some money. So um, $10, if you donate $10, would buy one rapid HIV and syphilis test. Wow. So yeah, that's okay. a way for you to go, okay, I've done this, and that's what the outcome is. You know, um, $30 covers the time to actually administer a test. So that's paying for the peer tester for the test um, and to help that interaction actually happen. Um, say if you pay, if you want to contribute $100 even, that would help us deliver um, one hour's worth of therapeutic support or counselling to an yeah. individual. So these are some of the real ways that your money could absolutely help contribute to. Yeah. And we're really lucky. We do get some money from the Ministry of Health. but um, I mean, obviously. like Yeah, yeah we're really yeah. lucky, but... Yeah, the the health dollar doesn't go so far. So yeah, yeah, donations are so important, yeah. especially when it's community led things. Um, yeah, awesome. I really encourage people to go check check it out if you want to volunteer. Totally, totally do that. And 
I know personally from volunteering that it's such a fulfilling um, experience just being able to give your time and your energy to something that's really making a difference within your own community or you know in a community that you love um, and not everybody is able to donate but like if you yeah. are able to like totally encourage that yeah, yeah. Um, and there was just yeah. one more thing I thought oh I might so many be... things Sorry. love it love it and it was about prep Yes. Because I think you, you raised a really good question before about oh, prep. Yes. Like, what is prep? How do people get it? All that sort of stuff. And um, it's so, so important. So prep is call, um, short for pre-exposure prophylaxis. Yeah. So it's a real big mouthful. Um, but it, as I said, it's a tablet that people would take daily mm. to um, prevent them contracting HIV. The main thing about prep is you need to go to a prep prescribing doctor to get access to it. So not okay. all GPs, not all doctors can prescribe prep. So the main thing, there's two kind of key pieces of advice I give to people. First is do your research. Go onto our website to check out who can actually access prep because we're really lucky in New Zealand it's completely funded. If you, oh, meet, the, if you meet the criteria, yeah. it's completely funded. If you aren't able to get it through funding streams, there are still ways to get it, and our website talks through all those. But I'm going to mainly focus for those that um, are able to, to yeah. access the funded. So once you figure out if you are eligible, you then need to rock along to a PrEP prescribing doctor. And the cool thing on our website is there's a, a map of Aotearoa, and it shows you all the PrEP prescribing doctors Amazing. throughout the country. Yes. Because the last thing you want to do is rock up to a doctor, your doctor, and be like, cool, sorry, I want to get on PrEP, and this is blah, why, and da-da-da-da-da, and they go, oh, I can't help yeah. you. Do you know, that could be, yeah. and it puts people in a really tricky tricky spot too, talking yeah, about potentially totally. PrEP. and. Yeah, you don't want people to feel judged or worried mm. or anything like that. You want it to be with someone that they know is going to look after them. Because the other side of PrEP is not only taking the medication every day, you engage regularly with that PrEP prescriber. So every three months you go back, you get your prescription for PrEP, and you also get tested for HIV and syphilis and all the other STIs. And is that included? Is that funded as well? Yeah. Um, wow. No, it's not funded. Oh, no? No. no. So that's why oh, if you went to someone like sexual health, that, that would be free. Do you know oh, what I mean? okay. Yeah. So yeah, there are some prep prescribers out there. So like sexual health would definitely be a really key place to go, where all of your all of that yeah. care and um, yeah. But and, I think uh, anybody that's on medication can agree that like over time it like the the money builds up. So the fact that that's completely um, funded is amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the, the the cool thing is is that like prep is like a a, a a regime, I guess. And the way to think of the testing is just part of that that yeah. regime uh, you know and by having those regular tests you know that your health is really awesome mm -hmm. um, you know that you're all good to go and that you can keep being really confident in your own health and understanding what that means in regards to the protection it gives you and your your partners yeah absolutely yeah um so i guess this is it thank this you is so the much end. compass for yeah. your time i really mm. Have loved this. Yeah. <laughs> to be in the beginning, but love love the opportunity. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming in and uh, chatting to me. I, I think I really learnt a lot, um, and I really encourage people to go out there and learn more about um, HIV. Not only about like its history, but also what you can do. Um, also, I I do want to give a quick shout out to um, I listened to a podcast called This Podcast Will Kill You, which is entirely about. Um, uh, diseases, viruses, that sort of thing. And they do a two-part um, uh, series on HIV and AIDS, talking about its history, talking about um, like its biology, how it actually mm -hmm. works in your body. I totally recommend that people go listen to that to sort of get 
a better idea of what it actually is and all of that. Um, yeah, so I recommend Great that. advice. Come yeah. 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 I think understanding the, the history of HIV, where it's come from, is so, so important, particularly for um, younger generations who may not really remember um, what it was like in the 80s and early 90s. Yeah, know. totally. Um, well, thank you so much. Um, yeah. Goodbye, everybody. I'll see you in two weeks.